0: Aloha and welcome to uh, Aloha Out and About. Uh, This is a show where we explore a variety of people, events, places, situations of interest in our city, state, world, and and our nation. So today we're delighted to have Skylar Smella joining us. We're going to talk about a topic that a lot of people don't know a lot about. So welcome to the show, Skylar. And thank you
1: for Thanks, being Thanks for having me on
0: again. <laughs> well, you know, our title today is "Gender Expansive and Gender Diverse Folks," uh, which is uh, interesting. You know that this these concepts, while they might be ancient, are sort of kind of being reintroduced uh, into our society, and so we are at the forefront of here on our Think Tech show. Um, but today, we're going to be talking about what is a gender diverse and gender expansive community. What are some main uh, terms we currently use? What are some new pronoun usage and why it's important to use that and about misgendering um, and why we don't wanna do that and how we address folks who are genderqueer or gender diverse, some resources that are available and how we can support and become involved as allies for friends, family, and just a local community. So uh, again, thank you for being here. And uh, you know, we have a a slide deck that uh, we're gonna be uh, referring to But uh, we've got this uh, first slide up here that says uh, Trans 101 with Skylar, they, them. Can you tell us what's the they, them? Let's start off right with that.
1: Yeah, so they, them are my pronouns. So uh, you know she, he, but there are some non-binary pronouns that people are using now as well, and they is one of them. So Skylar is on the show.
0: They are very happy to be here. Okay, and uh, so uh, we're seeing this more and more. I think in people's emails, uh, at their at, at their uh, mm-hmm. signature line, they say they just put pronouns there: he, his, she, hers, or sometimes mm-hmm. I see she, they, or or uh, he, they. So they may they may be okay with different pronouns. Um, mm-hmm which we're gonna get into a little bit later because I think for some people they're like, hmm, how do I I go about doing this and how do I be an ally in this? So in our next slide, we've got here, um, what's the T in LGBTQ plus? What is the T?
1: What is the T indeed? Yeah, I know that for many people it can be quite confusing. So basically the T or transgender, is an umbrella term for anyone whose gender does not align with the sex they were assigned at birth, and as an umbrella term, it's very wide. So we're going to get into a little bit more detail about it.
0: Okay, and and sometimes we see like in our first slide, we had trans T R A N S with an asterisk after the that. Mm-hmm. What is that shorthand, or what does the asterisk mean? Is it?
1: It's a little bit more inclusive because, uh, of course, transgender is something that we use to talk about a gender diverse type of people is also non-trans non-binary there's transsexual there are many terms so by using trans and as then an asterisk you don't cut anybody
0: out okay so that's the preferred thing that, that we should be using and you know uh you, we are we're all learning together about this and the, and the, the i guess we we'll call it best practices or evolving practices so the T, as we saw with the, the slide with the colorful umbrella, what's the T in LGBTQ? It's anyone whose gender does not align with the, the sex or gender that they were assigned at birth, which is interesting because we don't think of gender being assigned at birth. But in fact, it's the first question that pops out right? Um, What are you having? Even before it pops out,
1: you know, the gender reveal party, right? You have to have it on uh, the documents for the birth, you know, and that follows you throughout your life. So actually, it seems to be something that's preoccupying a lot of people's minds.
0: Well, and uh, yes, I know, and young people are more with this. There's no tolerance among the the zennials or uh, uh, I don't know what's up to the millennials. I call them zennials, but uh, Gen, Z. Gen Z's okay there's no there's no they're already post gender I think in many ways so we're, we're really about educating well your your peers but also folks that came before you and the next slide we show about just how many people identify as trans or transgender it says yeah. 1.4 million adults that's in this country alone I take that's it. just in the U.S. yeah and that's self-identifying or is that people that we, we think is there, or, or do you know um, about that?
1: Yep. yep, that's self-identified from, um, there's a statewide and then also nationwide survey on um, health and harm reduction. And this was actually done, this source is from 2014. So it has probably changed since then, but uh, it was administered through the phone and 1.4 million of the adults who answer that identified as transgender.
0: In the, and actually
1: Hawaii, oh yeah, yeah that's nationwide.
0: Yeah, and in Hawaii. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, actually Hawaii is one of the largest populations of transgender people. Uh, for adults, about 0.8% of the population is transgender. And then actually for students, for people who are considered youth, it's a whole 3%. So, um, in a study done in 2018, and so more recently, about 1,260 high school youth identified as transgender across the state, which is about one in 33 high schoolers.
0: Okay, and we're so seeing a that. lot of
1: people, yeah. A lot of people say, you know, I don't know any trans people, but statistically, that's just not true. You just may not be a person that that trans person feels comfortable coming out about that part
0: of their identity with. Right, and I think that's the important point is that it's just like when people used to say they didn't know any gay people. Yeah, you know them, you just don't know because they don't feel that they can be out with you or whatever, or maybe they just don't feel like telling you or whatever it is. But, right. um, and, and some, some trans folks are, are more comfortable with expression and identity than others and, are, and some may be vulnerable and not able to express mm-hmm. themselves. Uh, even to a, a reporter. So th- the source on that next slide showed that that one out of 33 high schools, this is so in a class of 30 kids, basically, you're going to have at least one kid in there who's, who identifies as trans. And that was from a 2018 report, as you say, it's increasing. And uh, an interesting statistic on that slide says 57% of transgender youth identify as LGBT and 16% of LGB identify as transgender. So there's some crossover there as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely.
0: And uh, as we say, okay, so Scarlett, that's all good and well, I'm not trans, why should I care?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course the obvious answer is you wanna be respectful, political correctness, but I think it goes far beyond that as to why you should care about transgender, gender diverse people. So I always think about this image of a bonsai tree and a bonsai tree is very beautiful, very small, very manageable. But what they do to create this bonsai tree is they take a very, very, very small shoot of a tree and they shape it over years and years and stunt it into this shape, which of course is very beautiful. But uh, I always think about that when it comes to children and gender. You know, when we're born as infants, I see a 360 of possibility. Uh, Who knows who this child can become, right? And that's quite exciting. And of course, there's genetic predilection. Some people are more predestined or predisposed, whatever you believe, to X or Y. But even before the child is born, we start to trim those branches of possibility. So maybe when you were a child, you heard "Man up, boys don't cry," or uh, "You don't shouldn't be so bossy," or "Oh, don't wear that. That's embarrassing. Don't act like that. What will they think?" And so when you hear that, you know both implicitly and explicitly through your parents, family, through school, just media, society, you start to also trim your possibilities. Oh, I shouldn't be holding my cup like this. I better do it that way. Or I can't speak this way. I better be quieter, louder. However, you know, we adjust ourselves because we want to be loved. We want to be safe. And so we, we become these things considered beautiful, right? These, these bonsai trees. But if we're allowing transgender and gender non people to be themselves and making space in society actively for that, even if you are not transgender, even if you're perfectly happy with the sex and gender you were assigned at birth, you can be freer and you can express in a way that is more close to who you really are. And I think that that would just make the world such more comfortable and less stressed do
0: don't you think? Absolutely, I absolutely. Mean, that that says it very well. Is that you know? And I think in this last year, when we have just the basic things of Black Lives Matter coming up, and and we're dealing with like basic issues of race still in this nation, but it's come a long way. And we're and we had uh you know the year before that uh uh about uh, well with the with the last president of course and. And the women's movement coming back again and saying, wait a minute, uh, we, it, it's about recognizing and valuing each person for who they are, what they bring to the table, regardless of their external uh, mutable characteristics. And I think part of this, this is just part of that ongoing story. It's just not as well known as race or gender has been. And it's, it's part of becoming better humans and accepting each, each other and ourselves so that we can be all that we can be. Uh, because when we have to repress something or suppress something or mm-hmm. oppress something, we're all suppressed, oppressed, and repressed. And I think that's the, the basic idea behind that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to be a clipped bonsai either. Um, so uh, so yeah, people may uh, have a, um, and also just better for health, like these kids, trans kids and and gay just gay kids it's hard enough just being a kid is hard enough so <laughs> let's take the pressure off of people and 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 make it make it better make it better for all of us i noticed that, and we're seeing new examples of this i remember was it uh uh gwyneth paltrow they didn't they didn't gender their child until they said oh they said we had a a child but we're not we're going to let the child uh, determine Uh, their own gender. And I thought, oh, I don't know if it was her, but it was another famous couple. And I thought, oh, that's quite interesting. Um, They were liberal, modern parents with the idea that the child will naturally choose its gender after, probably it will be the gender assigned at birth if they were to assign one. Uh, But we're having other people that are coming out. I noticed uh, uh, President Biden, uh, Assistant Secretary of Health, is a uh, trans woman uh, who was former Mm -hmm. Secretary of Health for um, Pennsylvania high position. We had um, now Elliot Page, formerly known as Ellen Page, has just come out as trans and um, Mm non-binary, which is interesting. So uh, can you explain that just just as an aside, how how are you trans and non-binary for folks that might be um, wondering what that is?
1: Oh, that's an excellent question. I actually have a slide regarding that. Um, The idea of transgender as the umbrella term, right? That's the largest uh, term. And then within that, you have binary transgender, which is going from, say, if you were assigned as a man, going to woman, the other side of that spectrum, quote unquote, uh, or vice versa, woman going to man. Now that's called binary transgender because you're picking one of two and it just happens to be the one you weren't assigned that is closer to your heart and mind. Um, But then you have non-binary transgender and I actually also am non-binary transgender. So that's, and there are many different terms for it. People who basically either feel like they are a combination of these ideas of man and woman, they're some sort of mix. Or, or both at the same time or they are neither they just don't fall on that spectrum at all all of those people would be non-binary transgender people
0: okay so like Elliot page and yes mm-hmm. it's it's interesting we're going to see a lot more of this as people feel open and freer to express themselves and with, with people like Elliot leading the way um you know it makes it easier so our next slide I think people get confused about all this stuff about sex and gender and sexuality. So we got something where uh, we've got sex as male, female or intersex, which is, mm-hmm. you know, people born, born with, 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 with both um, types of sexual organs or some combat, uh, some, something that's just not clear cut and then gender. So we got gender. I think we're, we, Society's getting the concept of trans woman or trans man. Um, uh, Caitlyn Jenner being a famous example of a trans woman uh, who was, and someone who's a a cis woman or a cis man. That one might be a new term for people. What's a cisgendered man or cisgendered woman?
1: So trans and cis actually come from the sciences. But uh, as a trans woman is somebody who's sex, Uh, was not uh, the gender, did not match with the gender that they feel is best for them. A cis person is somebody whose sex that was assigned at birth does match their gender, in this society anyway. And, And we always, when talking about this, we need to keep very close in mind the fact that different societies have different ideas of gender and sex and sexuality, actually, all of it, it's all cultural, right? And it does vary. But in our Western American context, we have trans, somebody who goes from one side of the binary to the other, and cis, somebody who's at one side of the binary when they're born, and likes it just fine, thank you very much.
0: Right, so I might identify as a cisgendered male, because that's the gender I was assigned at birth and the gender I identify with right now. So for folks, mm-hmm. you're probably, that's what you are. If you, if you haven't felt something different, that's your, that's your term. We got some other uh, words on there. Genderqueer, agender, non-binary, bi-gender, fluid, neutral, two-spirit, and more. So I encourage people like, look these up on the internet and see what it is. This is, you know, these are in Cosmo Magazine. They're it's coming up, you've got to get used to it because this is going to be your grandkids, it's going to be your coworkers, It's it might be you. Um, and figuring out how to, you know, how do you identify yourself, it, it's, 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 it's hard enough. But then with other folks, we've got to catch up to speed. And then we have sexuality. So we've got, uh, the main ones we got here, I think I, homosexual, heterosexual, pansexual, bisexual, straight, lesbian, gay, demisexual, asexual and more. So there's, they're not always the same things. They're not the same thing, sex, gender, and sexuality. Um, So we get, uh, there's got another good slide on there I think that shows this um, with three people in there. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: can you explain that slide number nine where we have, uh, so you're you're assigned at birth your sex or perhaps you change your, uh, actually no, you, don't change your sex that you're assigned at birth, obviously, um, but you might later on and then you become trans.
1: Mm. Now, there's actually, this is where it gets a little bit complicated. You're probably okay. saying, oh, it was already complicated, Skylar. Okay. Sorry. It gets harder before it gets easier, right? So your sex, that's the science-y stuff. That's the stuff, you know, in your pants and in your jeans between you and the doctor, right? And okay. that's assigned at birth. But you can change your secondary sexual traits. Um, You can take hormones, for example, to give yourself a beard or breast. um, You can have surgery to change how your genitals look, having hysterectomy to change all the hormones going on in your body. A lot of people would call that a transsexual, going from male, at least in your body's hormones and appearance, to female and vice versa. And then of course you have transgender. Well, what's the difference? So if sex is the science stuff, right? With your doctor checking you out when you're born, uh, then gender is more interpersonal. Sex is personal, gender is interpersonal. It's who you go to bed as, and who you wake up as, and go to work as, That's your societal role, uh, where you feel most comfortable and where you identify with other people of that group, right? So a woman who, or a female who identifies as a man would be a transgender man. And a male who identifies as a woman would be a transgender woman, binary. So F to M or M to S and then Somebody who's assigned male or female who doesn't feel like those two choices fit them at all, they're non binary transgender. So M to X or F to X, and there are lots of different words to describe that.
0: And, and they're no not and every, right, and everybody has uh, their own way of describing how they feel, right? Uh, mm-hmm. M to X, I, 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 uh, I'm glad you brought that up because. You know, and and we hear the word transsexual, but I'm glad you put it in there because you're right about the secondary sex characteristics that maybe that is something. We don't hear that a lot because we figured, oh, that's an old term, we shouldn't use that. But I think the key is that it's the term that the person wants to use themselves as the most important one. And the X, interestingly enough, is now being accepted on driver's licenses and I think the uh, State Department is allowing it on passports too, if I'm not mistaken, or they will be yeah, very soon in, in the new administration. So the mm-hmm. X just means I'm not, I'm not uh, identifying this way or that way. And I think you're seeing that on qu- uh, questionnaires and surveys too. What's your gender? And this says prefer not to say none of the above, something else, um, and it's important to start capturing that information. Um, yeah,
1: Facebook has over 60 different choices
0: 60 choices on Facebook. So yeah, it's, so this is, it is confusing for folks. We should let them know there's not a clear roadmap but this is a good basic guide and just to educate themselves to see how we can best approach this. So on the next slide, uh, we've got something here that different types of of cultures having non-binary folks just historically, you have folks in Samoa in Albania and here in Hawaii with the Mahukane and uh, Mahuahine. And that this is, and of course, Native Americans, all cultures had some sort of uh, non-binary folks throughout history. It's just, we haven't recognized it or um, haven't wanted to recognize it, but absolutely it's there. Was that a special on on PBS? Is that where that came from?
1: Mm -hmm. And it's actually a really wonderful resource online. It's an interactive map of gender diverse cultures which I absolutely love. And they talk about all these third, fourth, fifth genders. And you know we have a tendency in America and of course in the Western world to think that how we visualize it, how we conceptualize it is the right way. So it must be that there's just a man or a woman and, and this whole third gender is a new thing. But in fact, other genders than man and woman have been seen as completely a normal part of life for millennia, you know, probably as long as they were humans, there were gender diverse people.
0: What was the, um, you were just mentioned, uh, referenced something. What was that from? Was that from uh, that PBS uh, show or was that from something else?
1: Uh, the Map of Gender Diverse Cultures. Yes. Uh, I think it's a resource on the PBS website. And so oh. I'll actually link to it as well. You can see it in the comments.
0: Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's just like, you know, they say uh, the native uh, uh, Alaskans or Eskimos have, you know, a lot of different words for snow or rain because that's that's a reality. It's just what we want to look at and, and see. So mm-hmm. it's a, a great point that that we like to look at things we, we want to know, we want definition, but that's because our society tends to be that way, but we're, we're getting more flexible. I like what you have in the next one about gender that assists gendered, Male, straight male, he, him, his, is. It's not normal. It's just common. So how we phrase this, how we word this, is is important because normal or not normal. What's what's normal? Um, And here's a an intersex, non-binary, asexual, Z her hers. Is that how you pronounce? uh, Z here hears. Z here hears, which. uh, Mm It's just some different pronouns that you could put underneath your um, uh, uh, signature line. Signature, so it's not yeah. not not abnormal, just uncommon. And I think as we as time progresses, obviously this is going to become more and more common. Um, not just uncommon; it'll be more common. So uh, pronounce those again for us. Zing. So this
1: person's pronouns are Z here and here's and there'll also be a lot of different resources at the end you can go to practices and more horm- or more uh, pronouns.
0: Thank you for that and uh, so uh, uh, the next one here is this is a photo of you with some war paint on for some festival I'm <laughs> guessing there's a rainbow flag and I see how do you tell someone's gender? Masculine, cis woman, femme, cis man, trans woman, genderqueer. How old were you when you felt different? And could give yourself a new vocabulary.
1: Yeah, well, you know, for me, I didn't have extremely strict parents when it came to gender roles. So I really didn't think about it very much. I just knew I, I mostly hung out with boys. Uh, I only had one female friend. Of course, the female friend is also now trans. So really, I had no girlfriend. Um, but that wasn't odd, really, I was just a tomboy, because I was assigned female at birth, until I hit puberty. And that's when I started realizing, oh, my God, something is very wrong here. What is going on? I, I could not stand developing into you know, a womanly body, um, and how my body was less of the issue than... How other people started to treat me because of my body, how I wasn't able to interact in the same way with my male friends, how suddenly I was being catcalled on the street and, you know, quietly or not so quietly forced into the sort of compulsory heterosexuality, Uh, and so I didn't have vocabulary for this until much later, you know, not until college, but it was in puberty that I knew, I think I might not be a woman after all.
0: And, uh, well, and you grew up in a time with the internet. So you had some resources or, or saw something on TV or something that gave you pointed the way at least um, towards a different reality, yeah. uh, which, which is lucky. Uh, not everybody had that when they were growing up. Um, so the next slide you have, what is gender? It's an umbrella term for identity expression presentation. and. And you know your your own story and everybody's story is so important, and I would love to explore that more. Um, were your were your parents accepting at the time, or are they are they have they been supportive?
1: Uh, well, you know, my mother is coming around. Uh, she doesn't really understand this, and I could give her this whole presentation. She probably would still not be a hundred percent, but she really tries because she just you know wants me to be happy. And whatever makes me happy. But I was very, very proud of her. She was talking to my uncle, and she was saying, "Well, Skylar isn't really a man or a woman. Skylar is somewhere in between." And I was just so happy. It meant so much for me for her to be able to be that ally for me, and it just made me feel immediately closer to her.
0: That, that's it's wonderful to hear that, and I can imagine it's confusing for a parent just. Uh what whatever you thought was going to be for your child. But at the end of the day, I think most parents who really love their kids want them they want them to be happy. And that means they have they need to be themselves. So um you've got another uh slide on on, on what our, our gender is or our identity as a jawbreaker was as the inside is the uh your internal sense of what your gender identity is, You're followed by the expression, your psychosocial personality, so choices such as speak. Walk, man spreading, you know, on the <laughs> train, yeah, um, not. crossing your legs That's or not, me. right? Uh, and then your presentation, your outward appearance, style such as haircut, clothing, body shape. Um, the next one I think is interesting. I I love this graphic. Here's your gender, and you have a few things on here. Uh, skylar is FTX, gender queer, uses they them pronouns. You mm-hmm. have your gender identity as a lightning bolt, somewhere between man and both and gender expression between androgynous and femme mm-hmm. and gender presentation closer to masculine from, and, and androgynous. What's the difference between expression and presentation?
1: That's a good question. So expression is the things that you do to um, express yourself, such as how you speak. You know, do you use a lot of different emotion in your voice or are you very monotone? Okay. Uh, Whereas Mm -hmm. gender presentation is more the adornment, right? How do you cut your hair? What do you wear? How do you present yourself? And and
0: Right. Or do you have a beard or or, or whatever? Yes.
1: Yes. That's all presentation.
0: And they don't have to match.
1: One really important thing I want to say, and I know we're running up on time, is that I have a friend who is so far on the blue side for masculine expression, masculine presentation, but the gender identity is all pink. She was born female, she identifies as a woman, even though her gender expression and presentation are super butch, very masculine. Uh, So somebody who has those exact same marks as me may identify differently, but that's a great thing. You know, we can understand each other more fully by having these different descriptors
0: and having ways to articulate it now, that's uh, it, uh, that's an Im- important point. And uh, thank you for explaining the difference between those two, because I I think it could be uh, you know identity expression presentation. That was a really great explanation. And then the, the next one is and you. So I challenge our audience: Where do you fit in this? Or how about someone that you know that you're thinking? hmm. So as we as we move on, and we're and we're most of us are gonna be allies in this community um, who might be watching the show or we need allies. So you say allyship is as easy as don't assume, be courageous and see your identity, uh, ABCs. Um, We have some resources for allies there at the bottom, but um, I, I see you say here like for an example on Um, Instead of saying ladies and gentlemen, you say esteemed guests. Instead of saying ladies or guys, say folks or people. Instead of excuse me, sir, just excuse me. Um, And we can ask people, what are your preferred pronouns? As a matter of course, rather than assuming. um, We can consider donating to organizations that are um, supporting people and helping with education. Uh, we can advocate for policies in government and business. For example, you're on the board of the Hawaii Rainbow Chamber of Commerce, which is an organization trying to help people and businesses catch up to speed for people who are LGBTQ+. Um, and then talking about it, just like we're doing right now, um, we have a, some final, some, some resources for, I guess, not just allies, but for people who might be um, also wondering where they fit in on this. And it's our um, you got something here from the Gender Pronoun Guide at Swarthmore, the HHHRC.org, that's for Hawaii Transgender Resources, um, and information about Hawaii Trans Youth for the uh, Hawaii Sexual and Gender Minority Health Report 2018. I think a really important read for folks uh, to see uh, what the state of health is out there. Mm-hmm. Are there any last minute things that you wanted to to say to folks, um, parting wishes or or things you want to leave us with?
1: Well, I would just say that, you know, if this is the first time or even the second or third time you're hearing this, it might be a ton of information overload, but don't be intimidated. Practice really does make perfect. And I know you might forget to ask pronouns or you might hear somebody's pronoun and then mess up. It's okay. It's understandable. It's not the end of the world. Just apologize quickly, move on. Keep educating yourself, and you're
0: gonna be fine. Okay, yeah, we don't have to be perfect, but uh, our trying is, uh, and being an ally is is where it's at. Um, and for those of us uh, on the journey of discovering our lives, this is a truly great resource. It's been a, a delight to have you on today, Skylar. I really appreciate your your own journey, your personal perspective, and and helping to educate other folks. And um, we look forward to continuing this conversation in. In another show because there's so much more um, that we can talk about so mm-hmm. for that um, today we will be wrapping up here we had Skylar Asmela as our guest today um, and we hope that you have enjoyed this as much as we have for now a hui ho, and we'll see you next time. Aloha.
1: Aloha.